Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Welcome to a special edition that you shouldn't be missing of Talking with T. I had the opportunity to interview Mr. Stan Johnson, executive director and co-founder of Seed Knoxville. Put your thinking caps on as you listen to this conversation. I'm sure you will be enlightened, empowered, and educated about issues related to our community. I encourage you to continue this type of talk in your circles. I would love your opinion on some of the things we will talk about. Consider calling our talk line, 865-409-1170 to weigh in or make a comment on the webpage. That's www.talkingwitht.com. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back with Mr. Stan Johnson. All right, listeners, I am so delighted right now to bring on the executive director and co-founder of Seed. That's with three E's, Seed Knoxville. Stan Johnson, how are you? And welcome to Talking with T. T, thank you for inviting me on. This is wonderful. I just want to tell you again, thank you, because this has been a great show. I love this show, um, and I just am honored to be on here with you. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. So first, uh, tell us what C stands for with the three E's. Oh, not a problem. C stands for Socially Equal Energy Efficient Development. We uh, train inner city youth on green technology. All right. And so that is a topic that has been pretty unfamiliar in our community. Mm-hmm. And so what prompted you to kind of get into that area and then bring in youth and develop them as well? Well, it's a couple of things. First of all, it was it was mostly God that told me to get into this this kind of work for the uh, nonprofit world. Um, but the biggest thing is we actually did a, what we call a listing project, and our co-founders uh, Josh Uti, Jarius Bush, and Jerome Johnson said, if we don't know the answers, let's go ask the community what some of the issues are and see if they have the answers for some of these issues. And come to find out, a lot of them was paying high utility bills and couldn't afford them. Then we also find out there wasn't no, no youth opportunity. So we decided that we wanted to help weatherize these people's homes so their utility bills could go down, their home ownership would be more affordable, and then we could create local jobs for these young people that's coming in our community. Because that was the other problem. We didn't know what to do with our young people. So we started right. a training program that could train young people to deal with the problems that our community was facing. So hence green jobs came about. So tell me a little bit about what that training looks like. How do you recruit the young people? What are the ages? And once you bring them in, what do you do? So that, that was a perfect question. Uh, the, the young people that we get, their age ranges from 18 to 24. We'll sometimes dabble down to 16, and sometimes we'll go up to 20, 28, if you're a great candidate. But we get them from really being out in the street. We recruit from the projects or recruit from the other programs in the, in the city. Uh, young people that are going off to college that didn't actually make it into college or if they're high school dropouts or, or college dropouts. So that's usually how we recruit a lot of churches. Um, so once we get them into the program, we do some unique stuff. We do life skills, job skills, and placement skills. And, and the life skills, we really start talking about culture and things that you're supposed to be able to be a normal thing for you, such as handshaking and eye contact. In the community where we live in, it's probably about seven or 8,000 handshakes. 
right? Mm-hmm. In corporate America, is only one. So right. okay. we want to make sure that people understand the culture because if you go to China, no matter how good you can shake hands, they do something totally different for their culture, right? Right. So what I try to explain to people, corporate America is a culture, hood's a culture, the holler's a culture. So we do different things in those areas. So what we try to do is just explain to them that certain things you're going to have to conform to. Right? If your boss wears a certain tie to work, not to my opinion, you're going to have to wear a certain tie to work. If your boss wears a steel toe boots and, and jeans to work, you're probably going to need to wear the same thing. Right? So okay. it really just depends on how you're going to become a part of society. What, what, what are you willing to do to actually do that? Then we talk about how to dress appropriately for interviews, how to uh, conversate around a water cooler without talking about sex, religion, and politics so you don't get yourself in trouble. Then we leave out of that, we're going into the job skills. Well, you're going to have to learn how to do an interview. You're going to have to learn how to write a resume. You're going to have to write a cover letter. You're going to have to be able to practice that kind of stuff. Don't wait till you get to the interview before you say that's your practice. No, that's the game because that's going to determine if you get the job or not. Let's practice it here and make sure all that stuff is, is lovely. Then we go into the placement skills. So what we tell people is don't go to a job where the help wanted sign out from. You're probably not going to stay there long, right? So if you did a little research on the job and you did a little volunteering for the job, you did a little job shadowing for that job, you probably learn the people and you learn their culture and the inside workings of what's going on. We've all went up to a place and said, hey, I want a job. They say, sure, we'll hire you. You get in there. You have no idea what you're supposed to do. So they're going to train you to do something, and they do a five-minute training, and they put you on the floor, and you're, they're expected to be a professional. Well, they're setting you up for failure. So we have to get okay. the proper training for these young people to make sure they're successful in the community. Well, I'll tell you what. I consider you to be a gym in the community. I think that you have hit a couple of gaps and that you're doing some incredible work to fill those gaps and to address those holes. One, with us being energy efficient and learning how to um, – a part of that is financial literacy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, as far as making sure that we're, one, our homeowners, but there's a lot that goes along with that, and you're addressing that as well as helping us with that cursed KUV deal, right? Oh, you know, goodness. in talking with you, I understand it doesn't have to be as high as it is for those no, in our no. community. And then the other thing is addressing the needs of the community, but getting a pulse on those needs from the actual members of the community, the citizens who are living here every day, and I'm particularly talking about East Knoxville because that's where we predominantly work and where we serve. We've had an opportunity recently to come together, and I want you to share with the listeners a little bit about this community roundtable and what we're doing facing these upcoming elections. Well, so remember that the, that class I was just telling you about where the young people go out and they, they learn how to shake hands and, and do eye contact. Right. We actually take them straight from those classes into the community. So whatever they're learning inside the classroom, they're going to go out in the community to learn it. Our mission is Mm -hmm. to create pathways out of poverty for young adults through career readiness training. That's the first part of it. The second part of it is we want to equip the community with environmental literacy skills, right? Those things matter because if you don't understand your environment, what's happening in your environment, you're going to be susceptible to anything that happens in in that environment. 
-hmm. If you buy a house that was built before 1978, it's probably not weatherized. Okay. If you think about the the East Knoxville area, Burlington, Mechanicsville, Lonsdale, Vestal, all those housing stocks have been here since the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Mm -hmm. So they don't have insulation. They don't have proper windows. They don't have proper floor insulation. So those things are going to cost your utility bills to go up. So what we do with the young people is we take them and go out and educate people about those environmental environmental issues. So we want to make sure that people understand that they can grow their own garden. They can actually recycle. They can actually uh, also weatherize their own home. Because grandma them used to put plastic over their windows, mm-hmm. you know, right. towel up under their doors. It's just so they knew the need was there. They knew the need was there. Right, so yeah. we thought that's what grandma and them did. Well, that actually helped insulate. That now they got stuff called double pane windows. This before grandma and knew what double pane windows were or what an R thirty five rating is. You know, grandma knew she had to put something over there to block that breeze from coming in. And really, that's mm-hmm. all weatherization is, is 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 tightening up the envelope of your inside of your house, from your okay. roof to your walls to your floor. You have to make sure those are secure. Then you got to think about all the holes that are in your home, from your electric plug to the vents to all your air conditioning stuff. If if there's air coming in and out of your home, it's a possibility for a leak. And if so leaking, do you go into homes and assess where these holes gonna, are? Or That is a great question. So we're actually getting ready to start doing that in August. So oh, okay. go back to the community roundtable, one of the things that we're talking about is what are the issues in your community? So back to that same listing project or the listing model that we did when we first started up. Mm-hmm. Now we want to listen to the community about their needs. We've been in business 10 years. Matter of fact, we just celebrated our 10th year anniversary last night. And the, the, we have this wonderful celebration called the Green Tie Event. So hashtag Green Tie. Make sure you like us on Facebook and all that good stuff. So Hashtag Green Tie. Hashtag Green Tie Event. It was wonderful. Okay. We, you know, it's like a black tie event, but instead of black tie, it's a green tie. Got it. So what we, what we talk about in the, in the round table is how do we get the community involved so they can be empowered, right? Most of us don't have time to go to a city council meeting or even understand what a city council meeting is once we get there. Then we don't understand about county commission. We don't understand about the school board and all that kind of stuff. So we don't go to those meetings unless some, there's a direct threat to us. Well, the mm-hmm. problem with that is we need to go just to learn the language that they're using, right? So we, we want to focus on our issues in our community. So when we, we did was we went out and we surveyed the the, the one four, the one five, the the uh, one seven, the two zero, and the two one to ask people some very important questions. What's important to you? And what's boiled up at the top of that is gun violence, right? Okay. Second, second of all, we had youth oppor- lack of youth opportunities. The third okay. one, believe it or not, was there are utility bills unaffordable. Then, of course, huh. the fourth one, which kind of matches that, is their wage of the jobs that are around here. All the factories right. that we used to have in East Knoxville, I'm going to say all, excuse me, most of the bigger factories in East Knoxville have closed down. What mm-hmm. people don't realize is when you take a Levi's out of this community, you you just don't close Levi's. Heck, you end up closing a little restaurant across the street. You end up hurting the little tire shop down down on the other end. 
You, you heard the gas station that's up the street. Because those mostly are mom and pop businesses that survived based on 1,600 or, or 2,000 people that was at Levi's. So you not only lost the 2,000 jobs, you lost the surrounding jobs. So that might have affected about four or 5,000 people by Levi's closing. Mm. Right? So what we have to do is rebuild our own economy inside. But that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about when we talk about lack of youth opportunities, lack of jobs, lack of living wage jobs. And then affordable housing. Like, we should be able to afford the houses that we live in in this community. These are not mansions by any means. But the reason why we can't afford these homes is because of the utility bills, which goes back to the reason why young people don't have nothing to do, because this is not now an economy. We need to change that mindset and turn this into an economy so people could save money on their utility bills and put these young people to work at the same time. We could kill two birds with one stone. But we're going to have to be able to learn how to even talk to the people that are in power. Because remember, those, those five topics I just told you about, the people in power, they have a thing called a power pole, because they're really telling the next mayor what to focus on, right? And the next mayor, they're saying, needs to focus on the police department that's getting transferred over to St. Mary's. They need to, uh, they need to focus on the baseball field that's coming, that's supposed to be coming into town. And they need to focus on the urban wilderness. Now, I'm not saying that those things are bad or those things are good. All I'm saying is if the mayor is not focused on the stuff that we're interested in, we're just going to be left behind again. So that's why right. we we're left out of the equation. We're this equation, equation for, yeah, for so progressing Knoxville. Yeah, Correct. I got you. So we've been working together to really start focusing those groups that can actually bring people together. So... You know, when I think of Five Points Up that's already in the streets that's doing some great work, and that's just a natural partnership. What are your people saying, right? And we talk about right. the, 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 the NWACP. What are your people saying? You know, mm-hmm. great school partnerships. What are your people saying? So what we're doing is really bringing those groups of people that have the ear of the community anyway to start talking really in a, in a, in a sequence of if these are our problems, let's bring the people together and have a conversation about how do we solve them. Because if we let the status quo solve them, those problems have been running around for 20, 30, 40, 50, maybe 100 years, right? Sure. And we, we're just sitting here complaining. Now, here's something that probably your listeners aren't aware of, is the poverty rate in the South, right? It's pretty bad, but in the nation, most poor people are 12% to 15% of the, of the population is poor, right? Okay. That's a lot of people. It's 350 million people in this country. And we're talking about three to five million of those people are poor, right? Mm-hmm. So when, here's the next problem. When you, when you break that out and you talk about African-American poverty, we're at 25% of all African-Americans in this country that are, are poor, Right? Now, here's the worst statistic I can give. 42% of Knoxville, based on the census, that's a $36,000 a year median income. 42% of Knoxville are not making the median income of Knoxville. Now, listen okay. to that. 42% of all the people that you see in Knoxville, and we only make up 15% of the population. 
right. 42% of all those people are in poverty right now today. Okay. Now, and we're determining that, that, we're determining right. that by the median income of, what did you say, 36,000? 36,000, yes, ma'am. All right. Okay. So if 42% of people don't even make that kind of money, well, I'll even give you worth one worse than that. And the one five, the average income is $9,000. Mm. Now, if we really are talking about issues that poor people have, gun violence is an easy one to pick out. Right. But we forgot about the education system. We all, you know, it's just a lot of stuff that's happening to keep us in this position. So if we don't ever say, hey, man, that's wrong. We deserve better. We need better. We're willing to work. We're willing to learn. We're willing to do whatever to get out of this poverty situation. We need, we need, we need people to come together and say that. So when we go to city council, we're not yelling and screaming at them about what they're not doing. We come together and say, this is what we believe that needs to happen. So, so we are proactive. Let's, yeah, we got to be, you know. And we bring some solutions to the table. We have to bring some solutions to the table because if we don't bring some solutions to the table, the power to be is going to solve those problems for us. Now, this is just an opinion. This ain't no fact. I'm just saying this out loud. If we let the government handle our problems, let's just use gun violence. What have been their solution, right? Their solution Mm -hmm. has been putting more police in the community. Let's pay the police overtime. Let's. Let's get a tank. Let's do this. Let's do that. And that's their solution to gun violence. Now, the problem with, with that, let's say if that was working, shouldn't the gun violence be going down? Instead of shouldn't up? The crime be going down? Right. You know, but it's not going down. So it's going up. So if, if we're letting them keep solving it and they're saying put more police in our communities and that's not helping, why aren't we coming up with an alternative to give all the money to the police? Hmm. So in this process, and I want to thank you for inviting me. I um, It's been eye-opening, and hmm. I'm really encouraged by the number yeah. of people, over 700 surveys. So I want to speak to the listeners about the, legit- the legitimacy of this process, yeah. like literally – out in the streets, knocking on doors, going to community <laughs> events and talking to people. I'm like, wow, yes, but and collecting these voices to say this is what's important to us. And now that those voices have been collected through the surveys, through the discussions, what's next? The next thing is we're going to meet up at OBC, Overcome Believers Church on Harriet Tugman Avenue on the right. 20th. That's next Thursday. Uh, that this is going to happen, right? So we're expecting at least more than half of those people to show up to actually have this conversation. We're going It's going to be great. We're going to have breakout sessions. We're going to have people talking about their stories on what they felt with their utility bills or their the lack of education. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to actually get your utility bills lowered. All those kind of things is what's really going on. So inside of that, you get to hear your own voice heard. You yourself can say, this is what I want to have happen, you know, and then we'll actually grade how these issues happen, and then we'll start talking about how do we solve some of these issues. 
right? If we think that we don't want more police in, in the community for, for gun violence, let's think about all the other cities that have worked on gun violence and did some stuff, right? Right. So some, some people say let's put money in education. Some people say let's put money in the job creation. Let's put, well, let us, Knoxville, decide. What do we okay. want to have happen? Not other people from outside, not other people say, I, I heard this or I did that. Let us make that decision for ourselves. And we can do that on the 20th. Okay. That's, that's going to be right. fantastic. And then what happens after the 20th? After the 20th, we're going to be next, the next Thursday on the 27th, we're going to have KUB, Knoxville Utility Board, come up to the, to the seed building. That's at 1617 Dandridge Avenue to actually start talking to people about how can they actually lower their utility bill. They got this great okay. display about how to test your toilet, how to do your lights, all kind of stuff. It's amazing how much money you can actually save by just doing some things yourself. And that's what we really want to do. We want to empower the people to do stuff themselves so they won't have to depend on his Knoxville Utility Board going to keep us broke. What time is that? That's going to be at oh. 6 o'clock. At the, at the building. On the 27th, I'm going to be there because I've got to figure out how to cut some corners. And the thing is, it doesn't always require a major overhaul. I'm convinced there are some simple things that we can do to Again. help on our utility bills. It has to be. Grandma used to put plastic over her windows. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, they got some more sophisticated stuff now that, that you can actually do yourself. So we want to make sure that people start really realizing that we're going to have to take responsibility. Is nobody going to come take care of us? FEMA's not going to fly out of the woodwork and come give us nothing, right? So what can we do ourselves to actually lower our utility bill? What can we we can ask questions to KUB of why these things are such? Because here's the next problem: they got some set fees, right? If you don't use no power, if you cut everything off from the power box. Every month, you're still going to get about an $80 bill. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, see? There it is. Now, how many of your little do um, you think know that? I every would dare say not many. There is, every one of your services, gas, electric, water, and wastewater have a minimum fee. And that's before you use anything. So, we got to talk so I'm going to have, I'm gonna have a minimum bill. Regardless. Regardless, if I have service coming to a property, even if I don't use anything, if each one of those four has a minimum bill. Cut them all off. Well, they about to be cut off anyway if KUB don't, if I don't figure out how to <laughs> get a handle on this bill. But okay, okay. So I'm definitely going to be there. Listeners, so yeah, gonna, I'm going to post we're, this we're, information. We're, yes, we're going to bring that to the community. And then after that, on the 11th of, of uh of July, we're going to come back with emergency preparedness. What we have, what we, what we have not had in Knoxville is a major disaster, right? So right. people think of major disasters as like floods, earthquakes, fires, tornadoes, hurricanes, winter blizzards, summer heat waves, all that kind of stuff, right? Who do you think suffers yeah. the most in those in those events? Inner city, those in poverty. The inner city, poor people. Period. Okay. 
right? Because of what the lack you? of emergency preparedness. Because of the <laughs> because we we don't ever think it's going to happen to us, right? Right. So, but here's the problem with being in Knoxville, what people don't realize, we just had a forest fire that displaced 10,000 people. We right. just had a flood okay. that killed three people. Heck, mm -hmm. we just had an earthquake down there in Vinor. Right? Oh, you so, got, do I need a bunker? Do, <laughs> we just got to be prepared. So we, Knoxville, the Knox County has an emergency preparedness whole system. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, because I know, yeah, I know that's okay. I'm just going to say I have not been enlightened to all of this. I am not familiar with the system, and I consider myself to be pretty involved. Wow. You know, pretty astute, and you are shedding light on things that I didn't think about, things that I think, which is another thing we have to stop doing, is just following the status quo, going through the motions, and doing what's always been done. You know, yeah. we have been complaining well, about utility bills since our grandmamas was putting plastic on the window. Now, now let 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 I'm gonna tell you something now. Remember that 25 percent poverty rate that I just talked about from the whole yes. nation, right? This, this is a, a, a United States Census number. This is not from Stan Johnson. I, I I didn't make this up. I don't know how to do that kind of stuff anyway. But <laughs> the poverty rate from 19 excuse me 2000 was 25 percent in 2018. It was still 25 percent. We have been complaining about the same stuff, doing the same stuff, trying to get different results, and the poverty rate still stayed the same. Now, so you're trying to tell us that we're insane, because I believe you described the definition of insanity, but I'll just leave that right there. Carry on. Well, well I'm going to just say we didn't have cell phones 20 years ago. Right. Right? Now, how much yeah. money do you think the cell phone companies have made in the last 20 years? Billions. Now, how in the world... Can somebody create a whole new system and make billions? <laughs> and, and we and we've been staying. You, and we still trying to figure out how to save money. Said, you you said it. I did. You said insanity, right? Yeah, yeah. Insanity is not getting involved. That's the, that's the insanity. How can you not get involved when we're staying the same status quo, right? Right. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting the different results. We've been, we've been, we've been talking. Only time we get involved is when a national race comes in play. Again, we're not proactive, we're reactive. We're waiting for a politician to come along and tell us what we want to hear. Instead of us coming along and saying, this is what we need and this is our plan to be successful, we need your assistance. Because the government's supposed to actually work for us. Right? That's what we say. Right. And what people don't realize is, like, how do you not get involved in local politics? The mayor of Knox County won his primary by 22 votes. Wow. How do we not you know think what? that votes count? You're right. This is, this is what we're going to have to do. Yes. I believe we're going to have to have a mini-series because <laughs> I'm running out of time, but you're – Information is so valuable and so relevant that I know it's important for the people. So we're going to figure out how to break this into chunks and engage yes. the community in this conversation. I want to figure out a way to take questions from the community. So you and I are going to get together and 
team up and partner on how we can possibly reach the the community through our social media and yeah. um, the radio and podcast platforms and get even more people involved. So right now, yeah. the big thing is for the community to come out on yeah. the 20th, right, 6 yeah. o'clock at OBC for the community yeah. conversation so that we can have some breakouts and some more discussion about what the community themselves have said is important. Yes. Am I right about that? Okay. Yes, because we have, to okay. get, we have to get involved. This is not a time when we can actually sit back. We see the national, how the national country is going right now. If mm-hmm. we stay in the same process, remember, Knoxville is the, the 42% of black people are in poverty. African-American mm. poverty. If we don't start understanding that this is huge, that we need to create our own economies inside of our communities, we're going to stay in the same way. We cannot let okay. government solve our problems in our own communities and expect different results. We have to come up with the answers. We have to come up with the solutions. And we can get help. We can get professionals from other cities that have done this kind of stuff. This is not nothing new, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen other communities. Pittsburgh, there was a steel city. They closed all the steel factories down. They started weatherizing their homes. They started building community gardens. They started putting solar up. All of a sudden now they're one of the stars, stars of the community, right? Okay. Oakland, California. It's just other models is what I'm saying around the whole country that has had right. similar crime rates, that have had similar uh, poverty rates, have had similar uh, issues with the government, all that kind of stuff. And these are not bad communities. You know, we have some stars in this community. You so said, we don't was, have you to. Said, you said I was a gym. I think you're a star because you're not oh. only on this radio show. You're on TV, you're in the schools, you're helping your own community. You've been doing a lot of stuff. But as you can see, once we come together, how much more we can reach, how much more things we can do. So we have, that's the key is we have to come together and have these conversations. We're not having conversations. Right? We're talking about what, what such and such did last week over there. Yeah. And you brought up something I want to hit on before I leave. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, listeners, look. If you need to uh, take a little bathroom break or go get you a snack, that's fine because this is important stuff. But you hit on something, and we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Number one, we have to acknowledge and understand our issues. And once we do that, we can see who was successful in addressing similar issues and follow that model. Follow the model. But we need to to do it inside out, though. We have to well, they, we cannot let other people solve our problems. Okay. And we can't be, and we can't be sitting up here arguing about stuff that is not relevant to the topics. We've all been hurt. We've all been victims. But it's someplace in there you got to start being the victor. We have mm. to figure out how can we actually win. How do we move that 42% right, of poverty, down to at least a national average, which is 
There should not right. be a reason why 42% of African Americans in Knoxville, we have the lowest unemployment rate that Knoxville has ever seen, right? We have favorable government that say they love poor people, mm-hmm. right? We have school systems that say they want to train and help our kids, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Why aren't we successful? Why is our poverty rate higher than the national average in the in a low low median income community and it's cheaper to live in Knoxville than any other four major cities in the state? Right. Hmm. So so that's what I'm saying. We have gotten complacent is the bottom line. We have okay. not said anything to our government. We have not said anything to ourselves. We have not challenged each other to say, do you believe that we could do better? Or do we want to sit here in the status quo and just complain? Now, if you're going to sit there, go to the barbershop, go to the beauty salon, you can complain all day long. But when you come to me, we're going to have to talk about some solutions. we got to right. fix this thing. And we don't have to wait no 20, 30 years. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it's, a, it's an election season right now. We got six people running for mayor. We should have our right now. Right now, we have an opportunity. Right. And the election early voting starting in about a month. Right. So we want to be informed prior to that. Be informed because if six people running, we don't even know who the old people are. You're right. I'm trying to keep up. Just trying to keep up, and I'm not trying to drop no names about who all six of them are. But they need to hear our voices. Right. Whoever the six, whoever whoever those, whoever they are, they need to hear from us. Yeah, I don't even care who wins, but you gonna hear from us. Very good. Yeah. So we're we're gonna. I'm gonna drop me one last date, and I'm gonna be done. July in July. Remember, I told you about emergency preparedness on the 11th. On the 25th, we're gonna have a mayoral candidate forum with those six people running for mayor. And we're going to be having a chance to tell them our issues and ask them, how can you help us solve these issues? And we're going to look them in the eye. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to look is. them in the eye. There it is. As we share the voice of our community and what's important to us, and I will be eager to hear their response. Now, I know they may not have a solution right off. That's not what we're looking for. I'm really gauging their response, their enthusiasm to address the issue. I'm more, I'm more interested in, look, are you really going to be focused on this urban wilderness versus poor people's lives? Mm. You don't have to tell me you don't care about poor people is what I really want to hear them say. Because if you talk mm. about earth, the stuff that they talk about, it's forty million dollars for the police department. It's a hundred million dollars for this for this for this baseball field. It's thirty forty million dollars over here for this urban forest, right? Right. Nope, that's a couple hundred million dollars. That's a lot of money. Somehow or another, mm. you're going to tell me that we can't get some of that money to actually put into these other. Programs that are doing good to save to save our son. Like we're gonna, I mean, we need to we need to draw a line. Look, are you gonna help us or not? And if you're not, we're not voting for you. Right and right. 
Because we do know there's power in the vote. People think it isn't, but there is power in the collective vote. 22 people got Mm. Mayor Jacobs through his primary. 22. Mm. It'll be about 25 to 30,000 people voting in this next mayoral election. Mm-hmm. We got almost 400,000 people in this city. Only 25,000 are going to vote. So if we had 1,000 people to vote a certain way, that'll swing. Yeah, because we're talking about less than 5%. That's exactly That's exactly right. I'm glad you're on your map. I like you. Well, look at here. Yeah. I have figured out. Yeah, this this conversation has to continue. Listeners, yes, I'm going to post these dates for you. I encourage you to stay engaged, empowered, and educated. And Stan, thank you so much. I look forward to you coming back on Talking with T. I will definitely be back. T, this has been wonderful. Again, thank you for your service in the community. And all those people that are doing some great stuff, I want to give a shout-out to Reggie Jenkins. I want to give a shout-out to D.I.C. Dingus. You know, you guys just keep grinding, man, because these young uh-huh. people that you're serving and the people that you're helping is going to come out to be some great stuff. So, and, and even girl talk, it. I want to talk. I want to give a shout out to Dee Dee. You know, we got we got to do this, Miss Emerson, Kira. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of people working on this, but a lot of people don't get attention. So, right. The whole thing is our community now must show up proactive. We cannot be reactive anymore. I can't wait for them to get in office and then go try to say something to them. We need to make sure they realize that our vote counts. You're going to have to your, you work for us. We don't have to listen to you. You need to do what we want. All right? And if we're not saying that, we're, we're, we're really on something else. Again, mm. you, you said it. I did insanity. <laughs> All right, Stan, my man. So until next time, uh, we're going to keep on working, keep working hard for the community. And, again, I appreciate you so much. I, I love Knoxville. It's my home. Let's make it Let's make it do what it do. we got to drop this property yeah. rate. Yay. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for continuing to listen and support Talking With T. We will continue to create opportunities for conversations that will keep you educated, empowered, engaged, and of course, entertained. We discuss many topics on Talking With T, and if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. Your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. Once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www talkingwitht.com. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. Our regular podcast continues to drop each and every Monday. Remember where you heard the word. Keep doing fine until next time. You've been listening to Talking With T.